Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, guys, it's Steven Serta. Don't forget to check out the Subject 9 podcast where we sit down weekly. We talk about TV. We talk about movies. We talk about pop culture. And we do it all on the 435 Podcast Network. Download each episode of the Subject 9 podcast on the radio.com app. Welcome into the Force to Pump podcast. I am your host, Steven Serta. As Woo! always, joined by Dusty Likens. Got a lot to get to on today's episode. There's words to this song? I guess. I just found this out. I don't know. We don't usually wear headphones because we're yet again in another studio. Somebody deleted some of our stuff off this computer. I'm not very happy about that. If there was a purge and you found out who it was, is that where you'd go? If it had anything to do with them, people Assholes. this station can't uh, can't just mind their own business. Apparently, yeah. and then what's written in big black ink in the uh, on the yeah. computer? Yeah, I'm just do gonna, not delete I'm just what's gonna, not yours. I'm just going to delete all <laughs> kinds of shit on this computer. He is irate. What are you going to do about it? Absolutely nothing. All right, but got a lot of matchups to get to, so we can go ahead and. Get going, I suppose, with Thursday night football. It is the Chargers and the Raiders. Chargers sitting at four and five. Raiders at four and four. This actually is a pretty decent game. The Chargers are coming on a little bit lately. A little bit of a division rivalry. I guess if anybody counts the Chargers as a division rival, but I mean they have won two in a row. Yeah, trying to climb back into this thing. One of them's impressive, right? They beat somebody that was pretty good. Just last week, right? Uh, I don't they remember. Beat I don't really pay the Packers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they, yeah. they they slaughtered the Packers. Like Aaron Rodgers, I started him last week because I can't I refuse to sit him anymore after sitting him against that Oakland Raiders game. But yeah, he was uh, atrocious. Like that whole Packers team was atrocious. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers said after that game, like, "Oh, we just got too fat and happy, and we yeah. weren't really taking this game seriously." Ah, he's great at the podium. Yeah, that's what you want to hear. <laughs> it's better than what Joe Flacco said. Yeah, just, well, Joe Flacco's just a dick. Yeah, he sucks. I also feel like maybe Joey Bosa got tired of all the Nick Bosa pub, so he was like, all right, all right, hang on. I'm I'm the older brother. I was in the league first. Like, I'm going to get a little bit more serious. Um, but no, so what do you like in that matchup that's so intriguing? So if you're ever – Phillip Rivers has been awful this year, and he's got 12 touchdowns, seven interceptions on the season. Um, Keenan Allen has been Absolutely awful. I don't think he has more than 61 receiving yards in a game since week two. He started off promising. That's right. Yes, his highest yardage output since week two of the season is four catches for 61 yards. That's all, Philip. He lit it up in the first (laughs) two weeks of the season. Was the highest scoring wide receiver in fantasy football. And God. And now he's got one, two, three, four, five. Six consecutive games, no touchdowns, and has not exceeded 61 receiving yards. I actually traded him last week. I traded him for Robbie Anderson and Devin Singletary, thankfully. Uh, The Singletary thing (laughs) seems like it's going to work out for me. Robbie, I was really, at the time I made that trade, I was really banking on Robbie Anderson and the Sam Darnold connection that was supposed to... uh, show up last week that I was banking on over the next several weeks. Yeah, you confessed your love for Sam Darnold Obviously last week burned Twitter. me. I will not be playing Sam Darnold in any lineup this week. I think week. your exact tweet was, Sam Darnold sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, he's just bad. That team. So is it's just, not Adam Gase? That team is just awful. No, Adam Gase sucks, too. For and Adam sure. Gase deserves to be fired. He will be. But uh, Sam Darnold has looked absolutely awful. Uh, that was against Miami. Everybody scores points against Miami. Not Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold threw one of the most horrendous picks of the season. Against the Dolphins, the push-up. He looked like he threw that pick the way oh, uh, the way Trump threw towels oh, in Puerto man. Rico. 
<laughs> yeah, the Jets are just that bad. They're they're just that bad of a football team. They should be a top three pick in the draft, probably. And so I won't be playing Sam Darnold for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. I, I put my faith in a bad spot, and it uh, came back to burn me. As big as his head is, you'd think his brain was like pretty good. It's not. No, it's not. <laughs> it's really not. Nope, sure Maybe is. it is, just not football-wise. But there's a lot of fantasy upside in this game. Yeah. Uh, Melvin Gordon has been playing a lot better lately, especially last week. We saw they changed the offensive coordinator, as I told you. Yep. I expected that that was in an effort to try to get the running game going because their running game had just been absolutely awful. They hadn't rushed collectively as a team for more than 40 yards in four consecutive games prior to last week. Not good. But Melvin Gordon finally came on and looks like he's going to be a viable option moving forward. Uh, The Raiders' run defense has actually been pretty good this year. It's not Uh, terrible, yeah. Outside of uh, they, they gave up a monster game to Dalvin Cook, and other than that, they've been pretty good throughout the season. Uh, but I'm still playing Melvin Gordon in this game. I'm still playing Austin Eckler because he's still highly involved in the passing game. You know, he he even before Melvin Gordon came back, he wasn't getting a ton of rushing yards. Yeah. So his upside is all in the passing game. So he's still worth putting into your lineup each week. Right. And if Keenan Allen can't get anything going in this game, then I'm benching Keenan Allen the rest of the season. Like the the Raider the Raiders secondary is that bad that I'm willing to put Keenan Allen back into my lineup for this game and hope that he finds the end zone. But I think Mike Williams is the wide receiver that you want in that offense right now. Yeah. He had 111 yards last week, and he's just been better than Keenan Allen over the last several weeks. He still hasn't scored a touchdown on the year. He has zero touchdowns this season, but he's at least been getting consistent targets, and he's still not getting as many targets as Keenan Allen but he's doing a lot more with them. Like he only had four targets last week against the Packers, but he had three catches for 111 yards and was averaging 37 yards a catch. Yeah, I think it's because Rivers is just more so at this point in his career. I think obviously the arm has got too much mileage on it, and with Keenan Allen, the way he runs routes, it's more of like a the ball's going to be like precisely there. Whereas Mike Williams is more of a go up and get it type of guy, and I think that's what. I think that's where Rivers is, where his game is the best at right now. Yeah, and and Mike Williams is a very talented player. Like obviously, he's a top ten pick. Yeah. Uh, he was you know number one rated wide receiver for a lot of people coming into the draft a couple of years ago, and so I think he's starting to kind of develop into that guy that you know next season it's going to be. Is do you take Keenan Allen or Mike Williams first in the draft? If Keenan Allen keeps trending like this, it's going to be Mike Williams, and it's going to be without question. Yeah. Um. So I love the matchup for Mike Williams. I am I would if I have him, I'm putting him in my lineup and I would definitely like to have him in my lineup over Keenan Allen without without question. Yeah. And but Melvin Gordon Austin Eckler, I think you can start them both. As far as the Raiders go, you don't want to you don't want to skip over a guy Hunter. Oh, well yeah, I mean it's just go without, without saying. Yeah. Because put, I said uh, that. Just put Hunter Henry in your lineup. Sorry. He's good. There's not very many good tight ends. Hunter Henry should be in your lineup. I think it's better tight ends than we've had in years past. Eh. At least there's like seven now. Eh. There used to be like three. Yeah, but I mean, George Kittle's banged up. Evan Ingram's in a walking boot today yeah. and likely going to miss some time. We, yeah. So that's a big blow. And Evan Ingram really has been struggling all season and been hurt all season. So like he's got he's had some monster games, shown some flashes of that, you know, top three tight end that you thought you were drafting, but yeah. he's just hurt and he had injury problems last year. So that's the thing with Evan Ingram that, yeah, all the upside's there, and same thing with Hunter Henry has been an issue with the injuries. Like, both of those guys look like they could be one of the five best players at their position in the NFL, but they've both seriously struggled to stay healthy so far in their careers. Right, and you were talking about the Raiders. I mean, to take you off track, but yeah, they're tight end. I think this game is a battle of tight ends, like especially with you were transitioning to the Raiders' side. I'm sure Darren Waller's not where you want to start, but obviously he's a stud. Yeah. I, obviously, you're playing Darren Waller. He's right. Yeah. Been absolutely incredible at the tight end position. He's been, I mean, really, he's been a bigger producer than George Kittle this season, which is and, insane to think about. You know, and we'll we're hoping George Kittle will kind of keep it going. And he's banged up right now, but he's expected to be healthy. But Darren Waller, yeah, obviously, he goes without saying. Tyrell Williams, uh, you know, pleasant surprise for this team. He. Prior to getting injured, he had scored a touchdown in every game for the Raiders. He's got five touchdowns on the season. Uh, going against Detroit last week. Secondary, not great, but Darius Slade did return to the lineup, and I mentioned that before the game because everybody was on the Derek Carr bandwagon last week because he had the good game the prior week where he threw three touchdowns. 
I benched Derek Carr last week because I didn't trust him. With Darius Slay in the game, Lions pass defense is completely different. And Tyrell Williams struggled. But Derek Carr did still wind up throwing for 289 yards and three touchdowns last week. So I, I think he's going to be a serviceable play this week as well. That Chargers pass defense, still pretty good. And they looked great last week against the Packers. But I think you can play Tyrell Williams. Like Casey Hayward, still a very good player, but Casey Hayward isn't the lockdown corner that we saw you know, last season and the season prior to that. He struggled. That secondary struggled. And obviously the Chargers are one of the most injured teams in the NFL. Starting to get healthy right now. But that doesn't mean you have to avoid Raiders against them. You're playing Waller. I think you're still playing Tyrell Williams. And, of course, you're playing Josh Jacobs, who's been a very good young running back. I'm actually trying to trade for Josh Jacobs right now. A little late for that, you think? Eh. Well, it's a dynasty league. Oh, so you can keep... Is that one of those things where, like, if you draft him, you lo- You have to, like... You draft him in a certain round, you have to, like, lose a... P- is that right? I don't know if they do that anymore. I know there's guys that, like, if they drafted, like, Kamara in the fourth round two years ago, yeah. like, they don't get a fourth round pick. No, so those are Or just, he goes those up are from like there. keeper leagues. Yeah, 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 there uh, you go. This is just... This isn't like that. And there's some dynasty leagues that still format like that, and some yeah. people are still in leagues like that. But the dynasty formats that I'm in... You just straight up keep your whole roster. Okay. But you can trade, you can move draft picks, which become a lot more valuable than your like normal standard leagues because you get to keep the players every year. So the teams that generally draft well are the teams that do better. Right. Uh, I'm probably not gonna. It's probably not gonna happen. It's probably gonna be too expensive. But it's worth it's worth floating out there because I'm in, in that particular dynasty league. I'm six and three. I'm like number two in the standings right now trying to make that final playoff push and trying to set myself up to where once I get into the postseason, I'm going to be ready to do some damage. Mm -hmm. Josh Jacobs, I've already got Alvin Kamara, David Montgomery, who's really coming on lately. If I can add another consistent running back, I think I'll be in pretty good shape. So I'm excited about that. But, yeah, Raiders, Thursday night football, there's there's some decent plays in this game. So start Raiders, start Chargers. I think you can start them on both sides of the football. Uh, but moving on, Baltimore Ravens at the Cincinnati Bengals. This game's c- kind of interesting. Uh, the Bengals' pass defense is actually better than a lot of people realize it is. I know that they're 0-8. They look terrible. They're they're really injured. They're banged up. But their pass defense has actually been fairly consistent. Part of that is that their run defense is so atrocious mm. that teams don't really need to pass on them. So I you expect Mark Ingram and Lamar Jackson to just run all over them. I actually like Gus Edwards this week. I picked him up in a league. And he told me as that. a as a deep deep as a deep flyer because Gus Edwards, you know, early on in the season we thought Justice Hill was going to be a significant part of this offense, and he's getting some snaps here and there. But he's he's nobody to worry about. Yeah, he 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 shouldn't be rostered in any league by any means. Gus Edwards getting all of the touches that Mark Ingram's not getting when he's not in the game. Gus Edwards is a guy that I actually really like this week because I think Gus Edwards will have an opportunity to get in the end zone. Uh, on the Bengals' side, or first, real quick, let's talk about Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews, who started the season looking like... Is he still playing football? He was going <laughs> to be like that next uh, that next amazing tight end, like breakout type of George Kittle from last season yeah. type of year. And then he got banged up after the first few weeks of the season. Hasn't really been the same since then. And... The Ravens just used three or four tight ends. So I don't think you can bench Mark Andrews because we know that he's talented and we know the upside is there, but they've got Nick Boyle involved. They've got Hayden Hurst involved. I don't think you can play Mark Andrews. Like he's on every week starter to where you should just plug him in your lineup and not worry about him. Like you gotta you gotta you you gotta actually try to think about whether or not you should put him in your lineup if you've got another viable option. Yeah, he used to go from you just plugged it and went away, and then now it's just to the point where it's like you, you got to find a streamer tied in when it comes to Baltimore because it also looks like I know this sounds kind of stupid, I guess, if you think about it out loud, but it just seems it just kind of seems like Lamar's getting even more comfortable out there. Like I know Sunday night might have been a hiccup for the Patriots, but like it looked like Lamar. It, it didn't look; everyone knew it. He was the best athlete on the field. We talked about this on the other on the podcast earlier this week, but it looks like. Everything is going through Lamar, where it looked like before it was, all right, Mark Edwards is his first option. Now it just kind of seems like they're just going to do RPO and just let him kind of do what he can do as late as they are in the season and where they are in that division because now they can basically run away with that thing. Yeah. 
and, I, and I'm I'm fine with all that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but I I don't know that. I mean, Hollywood Brown had a decent game against the Patriots. It, it looked like he was healthy now, and like they were just they were actively trying to get him involved. Uh, I don't know if I I still don't think I want to play him in this game. Yeah, he seems um, like he's too boomer busty. Well, yeah. Well, he he's absolutely yeah, a- I, absolutely that. It just depends on where you're at. Like like we had mentioned earlier, how many buys there are this week. And I mean, it's just, it is tough because Hollywood Brown's one of those guys that's going to get you five points or he can get you 25 points. And it's just, there's really no other way around it. There's no like solid like 15. There's no 12. It's like 27 or it's seven. And so when they played the Bengals a couple of weeks ago, Mark Andrews did have six catches for 99 yards. Hot dog. Uh, so yeah, I, I think this is a particular week where you're going to put him in, but no other wide receiver for the Ravens. Had over 28 yards. So I, I don't, and Hollywood Brown was injured at the time, so he didn't play in that game. But they, and that one was a close one too. They only won that game 23 to 17. Uh, but I, I'm probably not playing him this week, I don't think. As far as the Bengals go, I was really excited about my guy, AJ Green. Sounded like Zach Taylor, you know, said, I expect him to play this week. He's going to be involved. And I was like, I think you have to start him if he is. If he is active and he plays in that game, I think he is a start for me. Even going against a revamped Ravens defense that has looked really good against opposing wide receivers in the last three weeks. Then today happened and he was supposed to practice and he just didn't. And then Zach Taylor said after practice that... They're having some issues with his ankle and swelling, and they're trying to keep it down. Didn't rule him out or anything. Nailed it. <laughs> but obviously that's concerning. Yeah. Uh, especially for teams that have been holding on to A.J. Green all, all season long. You know, you thought he was going to be active. He was going to be good to go. I'm really, really banking on him playing because I am in bye week hell this week. Mm. If he doesn't play, I am in bad shape. Then just go pick up Josh Reynolds. I don't want to pick up Josh Reynolds. I want to pick, I want to play AJ Green, who's been sitting on my bench all year. Well, you boy lied to you. He's supposed to be my late season number one wide receiver. Well, you get geared up for the playoffs. There yeah, you go. He's supposed to come in and carry me to fantasy glory, and his ankle's still swollen. He's got soft ankles, man. He's like Sammy so, Watkins, but and, ankles. And, but but it also feels like hey, Josh Reynolds. Part of me is kind of like. I feel like A.J. Green's just saying screw you to the Bengals because he's pissed off about the Andy Dalton thing. Him and Andy Dalton are really, really close friends. Yeah, one-two. I have to imagine, while he may be supportive of, what, what's their backup quarterback, Ryan Finley? Sure. Who's, who's going to play this week? Yeah, there you Don't go. play him by any means. Oh, God. I would have to imagine that A.J. Green probably wasn't a fan of how they handled that Andy Dalton thing. And, this, and it also feels like it's Zach Taylor just trying either – Upper management saying, okay, we're 0-8. We're going all in on getting the number one pick, and we're going to try to draft a quarterback, which, okay, I understand that, but to do it on Andy Dalton's birthday. That's the thing that's fucked up. Also their bye week. Yeah. And two days before Halloween. In that circumstance, and to not tell Andy Dalton about it before you just put it out there that we're going to bench him. Like, all of that's messed up, and A.J. Green should probably be pissed off about that because Andy Dalton's, they were drafted in the same draft. Like, they've Mm. been quarterback wide receiver their entire careers together they're very good friends and so this kind of sounds like one zach taylor might be scared that he's going to get fired after one season because it's been an absolute disaster well he should he he benched their franchise quarterback on his birthday and so and and so he's trying to go with his backup who we expect who's a sixth round pick i think we expect him to be terrible going against a good defense so I would be pissed yeah. off if I was A.J. Green, too. So I think A.J. Green, this might be him just kind of saying, screw you guys. I don't feel like doing it. And he also like said he wanted Which to sucks. Stay, He also said he wanted to stay with the team like while he was injured before they like before they decided to bench uh, Andy Dalton when trade rumors were starting to heat up. Everybody's like, "Oh, Antonio Brown's not going to be with the Patriots. Who do they go get now? AJ Green?" And then AJ Green just kind of silenced all that and then now all of a sudden it's this guy that nobody's heard of. What's his name? Joe Stanley. That's the backup quarterback's name? That's not his name. What's his name? <laughs> Marcus Stanley? 
I don't I don't know who that is. Samsonite. Um either I don't know who their Bengals I, I don't know who the Bengals quarterback is now. Their starting quarterback yeah. now? It's Ryan Finley. Ryan Finley. I thought it was Stanley. See, I don't even know who he is. But yeah, if I was in degree, I'd be pissed too. You're uh, 0-8. Like, who, who the hell's Marcus Stanley? That's I thought their, I thought you were talking about like their third string quarterback, like they had lowered Andy Dalton to third string and elevated that guy to Maybe they'll just announce Andy Dalton's the starter and then AJ Green just miraculously is like, you know what, my, my ankle's fine. I That'd be cool. That'd be fine for my the fantasy. Crazy stick. I don't know. <laughs> I'd be cool with that. I would not have an issue with that whatsoever. Okay. Uh, Moving so, on from that pathetic game. Yeah, I mean, Tyler Boyd, I think, is still a viable option. Don't play Yeah, Joe AJ Mixon. Green's not playing. Joe Mixon's still... He's washed. Joe Mixon's just been awful. It's over. Uh, I'm not playing Auden Tate. Uh, that Alex Erickson, still pretty good prior to their bye. had back-to-back big games. He might yeah. be a viable option, but as I said, I think that Ravens passing game... Is completely revamped, so I don't trust that at all. Marcus Peters is going to have a day too. Yeah, go and, get you two, yeah, Marcus. And they added Jimmy Smith yeah. back. Like that Ravens team looks like it is a legitimate contender right now. Oh yeah. And like I do not want to play guys against them because I do think that after their early season struggles, that pass defense is going to wind up being one of the best pass defenses in the NFL down the. Street. I mean, they had Tom Brady, arguably the greatest quarterback of all time, confused as shit on Sunday Night Football. He had no idea where he was going. Well, yeah, and they're. Adding Jimmy Smith, who is a top 10 cornerback. Marlon Humphrey is a top 15 cornerback. Marcus Peters and then Earl Thomas. That secondary. Loaded. Brandon Carr is still very good at his age. That secondary is absolutely fantastic. And it's helping their pass rush. So I'm staying away from that game for the most part unless I have Baltimore Ravens, I think. Or if A.J. Green does go, I'm going to take a chance and throw him in my lineup as long as I know that he is going to get a full workload. Uh, another interesting game on the lineup, the Atlanta Falcons at the New Orleans Saints. That's interesting. Saints I mean, are 12-and-a-half-point yeah. favorites. Yeah, if Matt Ryan plays. That's a big if. If, if Matt Schaub plays, it's not very interesting. Nope. But Saints defense still very good. I, I don't think you're benching Julio Jones. Uh, they haven't played yet this year, so there's no real reference outside of matchups from last season. But right. obviously they're divisional opponents, so they know each other pretty well. Uh you know, I'm still playing Julio Jones in this game, no matter who the quarterback is. Hopefully Matt Ryan's back out there. Uh, Calvin Ridley, I think, hopefully, is a viable option. You know, no Muhammad Sanu now, so you expect Calvin Ridley to get more work. I, I, it hasn't really worked out like that yet, but sooner or later I think it will. And again, that's what the whole shop and uh, Matt Ryan issue gets resolved. Uh, Austin Hooper, obviously in your lineup. Uh, the New Orleans Saints, though, on the other side, hopefully they're coming off a bye. Hopefully they're going to have Alvin Kamara back. Uh, that would be a big boost to a lot of fantasy teams around the NFL. Breeze as well. Yeah, Drew Brees looked good. Uh, Michael Thomas is absolutely going to eat in this is game. Is he an MVP candidate? Like, I know that the MVP candidate is kind Michael of clogged. Thomas? I mean, seriously, look at him. Like, if you, I know it's clogged right now with Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, and Christian McCaffrey. Those are probably your four leaders with Aaron Rodgers somewhere around there. But I feel like Michael Thomas needs a little bit of love because what he's doing is like, yeah, McCaffrey's having like the huge fantasy season. Dalvin Cook's having a huge fantasy season. Michael Thomas is a flat-out stud this year. No, he's awesome, but (laughs) he's not a fantasy or MVP candidate. I feel like he's averaging probably like six, seven catches a game for over 100-plus. He is. And a touchdown. He's averaging 109 yards per game. And how many catches? He's got, uh, I don't know, I don't have that pulled up in front of me. But, I mean, yeah, no, he's he's one of the most targeted wide receivers in the NFL. Like, he, he was that yeah, last year. Right. He's incredible, and he's got 875 yards on the season. Like, if he kept that up, he would have, you know, 1,700 yards on the year. Jesus. But, like, he's not on pace f- to be considered in the MVP conversation, especially a wide receiver. Yeah. You got to be breaking records, like shattering records. He's sure. not on pace to shatter anything. I like he might he he is he does have an opportunity, I, I believe, to set the reception record. Like he he could wind up catching more balls than any wide receiver in the league this year and in NFL history. I believe he is on pace for. He's got seventy three receptions on a year already, which is fifty more than anybody any other. Jesus, he's got forty more than Alvin Kamara. He's got fifty more than any other actual wide receiver on the team. Um, but yeah, he's not in the MVP conversation. Wide receivers, like even Calvin Johnson, the year that he did set the receiving yardage record, 
wasn't really an MVP consideration. And he probably should have been, but wide receivers just don't get that because yeah. they need quarterbacks to throw right. them the football. And if it's not a quarterback, it's a running back. Um, So hopefully Alvin Kamara is going. If he doesn't, obviously Latavius Murray's in your lineup. He's been an absolute monster filling in for Alvin Kamara. Um, I'm kind of interested in Ted Ginn in this game. Are you? I thought about this. I, he's not He's not good. No, but he has a chance to but, explode. Yeah, and so none of these guys should have been considered under any circumstance with Teddy Bridgewater as the quarterback, but Drew Brees makes them guys that you can take flyers on at least, and Atlanta secondary is just so awful that, yeah, I think you can consider Ted Ginn to maybe just catch a long touchdown on a heavy – on the heaviest bye week of the year where people are desperate to just find guys who have an opportunity to do anything, basically all you're looking for is what A.J. Brown did a couple of weeks ago. I don't care if you get two catches. As long as you get me a touchdown or you get me six points, I'm fine with that. Right. Or five points, I'm fine with that. I just need something. I just can't take a zero. Yeah, I mean, that's... God, that's the biggest fear. Like, I got screwed last week. I still ended up somehow winning... Um, even though no one cares about your own personal success. But I had Frank Gore because I thought he could really do something against Washington. And uh, once he couldn't get in the end zone on two straight attempts, they decided to just kind of bench him, I guess. And Singletary's just a stud. But I got one and a half from him, and I got a zero from Thielen because I thought he was really, I don't know, I thought he was ready. But, yeah, I'm like you. I I flirted with Ted Ginn this week just because I feel like against Atlanta of any team in a dome, Drew Brees on a bye, Coming off a of bye, I, I I do kind of like Ted Ginn as well. Yeah, I think he's uh he's definitely a worthy flyer. He's a guy that's going to be available in a lot of leagues. He should be available in every league, really. If you got Ted Ginn on a roster, you're probably not in playoff contention. Another interesting game: the Cardinals at the Bucks. I know, I know, you love the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ugh. I would go as far as to say the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are your favorite team because you keep picking them every week. Are their games not awesome? <laughs> like last week, that was an I, awesome two and game. Two and six football team. Yeah, but they put up awesome fantasy numbers. You have Mike Evans, who is just a damn beast, and Jameis Winston finally figured it out. Chris Godwin is absolutely insane in the slot. Jameis Winston, as bad as he is, it's fun to watch. And every team they play, they make that team that much worse like they took Seattle to overtime and the week before that they had a really interesting game as well I don't know why but it's just they're oh, interesting to watch because the Bucks like, aren't a bad football team their defense they're they're well their defensive lines actually one of the best defensive lines in the NFL this year surprisingly but they are loaded up front they got a ton they got a ton of talent on that defensive line uh their secondary's garbage which means good things for Kyler Murray this week I like Kyler Murray a lot this team, every single week, they are in shootouts like this because their secondary can't stop anybody. Um, Kenny and Drake coming off the monster game against San Francisco, one of the best defenses in the NFL. That I kind of chalked that up to. I don't think anybody really knows what Kenyon Drake's capable of because he was on such bad teams for so long. I do think Kenyon Drake's a fairly talented player. I don't think Kenyon Drake is a weekly producer. Uh, and especially David Johnson said today after practice that he's 100% and he's ready to go now. So David Johnson's going to come back and just dilute all of this for everybody. So I had a bunch of people hit me up on Twitter this week, and I was just like, what are you people doing saying that they went out and they traded, like, just gave up hulls to get Kenyon Drake on their roster. Like, Kenyon Drake was going to be the catalyst to push them over the hump and get them into the playoffs. Kenyon Drake's a value guy for me. Like, if I could get him at a decent value, sure. But that's like that's like trading away significant players for James White, in my opinion. Yeah, James White's a very nice fantasy player. James White PPR is going to get you 10 points a week. He's going to be super consistent, but James White's never going to have 25, 30 points. Like, he's got his role established. It's very, very safe, and he's never going to explode, but he's always going to get you what you need. Kenny and Drake, I don't know what his role is with David Johnson involved because Chase Edmonds, prior to David Johnson getting injured, Chase Edmonds wasn't really involved. Like, Chase Edmonds had that one game where he broke off like an 80-something yard touchdown, but prior to that... He wasn't heavily involved, and then you know he had the monster game when David Johnson didn't go. But he played the atrocious but Giants. Now, now he's hurt. Now Kenyon Drake's involved. Like 
It's all it's yeah. all gross. Like I think David David Johnson's probably got to be in your starting lineup. Yeah, he's going to get the heavy work. I think Kenyon Drake's just going to be the scat back. He's going to be the third and five, yeah. or when they're down by you know well, fourteen at the end of the game, that he's going to be the guy that's going to get all the checkdown passes. But like, the, but the, even the problem with that, like, yeah. what what you think Kenyon Drake can do in that offense, David Johnson can also do. It's not right. like David Johnson is just an in between the tackles guy who can't catch the ball. He excels at both. Yeah. It's just ugly. Like I, I don't really, I, I don't really know what to do there because you have to start David Johnson. And if you went and you just made a big trade for Kenyon Drake, I think you have to start him too. You're also going against a team that is one of the be- absolute best uh, teams against the run in the NFL. So it's just ugly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know what to do. Like people have asked me questions about Kenyon Drake. Like, should you go out and should you start Kenyon Drake? I think he's worth rostering. I don't think he's worth. I think he's worth like being like started every week. I think that if you're in this bye week of a hell of a bye week this week and you need somebody to play, I think he's a safe bet to play. But also, like, Cliff Kingsbury's been an absolute troll to fantasy people all year with David Johnson, so I'm confused as well. But, I mean, obviously you like DJ better in this role than you do Kenyon Drake, but if you got to play Drake, I mean, hell, I I think I'd start him. I don't know if I'd start him if I had yeah, like death, I, but I, I would start him. I think you kind of, you kind of have to probably yeah. with the bye weeks and then... If you went out and you traded for him because you thought uh, you read so much into that into that one monster performance on a Thursday night on at home, yeah, yeah, I I, I wasn't actively pursuing Kenyon Drake, nor was I interested in doing. Sure, uh, yeah, Jameis Winston's obviously going to be in your lineup this week. He's got a favorable matchup. Arizona's pass defense is not great. Their defense has improved a little bit with uh, Patrick Peterson back. But it's still not anything that you're highly worried about. Like you can still, I think, go out and put Jameis Winston in your lineup, even with his 16 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. Like you just assume Jameis is going to throw a couple picks, but you're hoping you get the 350 yard, four touchdown, two interception Jameis, not the 275, zero touchdowns and five picks Jameis. Yeah, fumbles twice, takes six sacks. Yeah, I don't know why, but I just have a ton of fun watching Jameis Winston. Yeah, because it's just it's how most of us would play football. It's just don't actually look for anything. Just no. look for the guy going deep and heave it up and hope he catches it. And most of the time they do. And Mike Evans has been an absolute monster. Hell yeah. Chris Godwin's still going in your lineup. Still a top three receiver. I mean, hopefully for my fantasy leagues, Mike Evans is just cementing himself as the clear-cut go-to because uh, Chris Godwin was really messing up my Mike Evans picks for, for a good chunk of the season. There. Love it. Uh, Ronald Jones. Yeah. Bruce Arians did acknowledge this week that Ronald Jones has earned the opportunity to be the starting running back. Good for him. So if Ronald Jones, uh, he actually is available in more leagues than I thought he would be. Uh, It's just just under 50%. So if he's still available in your leagues, I would absolutely go pick him up uh, because he's definitely a viable start against Arizona. They're a bad run defense. Um, But I – and especially on this – week where we've got six teams on by like he's a viable option mm-hmm. i'm not going anywhere near tampa bay's tight ends i keep talking myself into cameron Brait. now he's hurt oj howard might be back this week i don't Who give knows? a damn i don't yeah. give a damn about any of them the they're not doing OJ. anything even against the arizona which is so frustrating because against the arizona cardinals we know they are one of the worst defenses in the nfl against tight ends still not messing with the tampa bay tight ends because it's just an absolute mess and oj howard one of the biggest disappointments of the fantasy season uh, you just let me know. Uh, Brandon Cooks is on his way to see a specialist. Yeah. Uh, there was some. There was a report about that earlier today. He's had several concussions over over his career. He's got two this season. I don't think Brandon Cooks is going to play again this year. He better not. He had two concussions on the football field yeah. where he got knocked unconscious in nine and weeks. went and <laughs> went limp. Yeah. Like Sterling Shepard also had two concussions this season. He the second one he was supposed to play this week. So he was supposed to play on Monday night. They confirmed he was going to play on Monday night, and then on Saturday he said that he started coming down with concussion like symptoms again. And so they ruled him out for Monday, and they don't know when he's going to be available for them again. Like it should just be a rule: you get more than one concussion in a season, you're just not going to play anymore. One like, season, you're just, let eight, alone nine weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like you're just weeks. you're just not meant to take that type of punishment. No. And Brandon Cooks has had several concussions in his career, and both of his concussions this year. If you can go look him up and find him on Twitter, they're both brutal. If like, you're they're into that both, kind of thing, they're both 
they're both hits he took where you could see when he hit the ground, yeah. he was stiff yeah. and just limp. And it was just it was graphic and it was hard to watch. I don't think Brandon Cooks needs to play again this year. It's like Jordan Reed for Washington tight end. Like Jordan Reed's probably had like ten concussions, and finally this year he got one, and they were like, "Yeah, dude, we're not, we're just not going to be yeah, able to done. let you play." Yeah, I'm with you, which means that brings up a good question because who fills in for Brandon Cooks? Josh Reynolds. There we go. Yeah, see, but I think I would rather play Gerald Everett. Oh, I got him there too. I just want to make sure uh, I don't have both, too they're many. Both, they're both viable like, options. I'm really streaming the Rams this week. Uh, so Coming off a bye. Well, so Gerald Everett more than Josh Reynolds for me because right. they are playing the Steelers. Right. Steelers, uh, all of a sudden kind of resurgent. They're 4-4. Four and four. I don't think the Steelers are a playoff team or anything yeah. like that. I don't think Mason Rudolph's a very good quarterback. But their defense is really, really good. Yeah, Mike has been the savior. But also, let's look at who they play. They played Miami. They played the Chargers. And they played the Colts without... T.Y. Hilton, and without Jacoby Brissett. So before we yeah. jump all in on like how good the Pittsburgh Steelers' defense is, this is a test. Okay, but the Rams' offense hasn't exactly been the explosive offense they were last No, totally last agree, and that's season. just because Todd Gurley's just basically done. Like, I don't know what's—I guess his, just, his knees are just over with. I mean, but yeah, I mean— We'll find out because they get Cooper Cup, man, who's to me uh, been the been one of the top five best receivers in football this year, and uh, Gerald Everett, who's just really kind of made his way at tight end. And I do, but I like Gerald Everett more because the Steelers are actually, although their defense has been fantastic, yeah. they're actually like bottom five in the NFL against opposing tight ends. Yeah, 29th, I think. Uh, so they're so yeah, they're struggling against opposing tight ends. Uh, Gerald Everett. He was highly involved when Brandon Cooks was injured before. When Brandon Cooks came back, he stopped getting the looks. So I think that's going to come into play again. I think Gerald Everett could be in a nice spot here. I like him a little bit more than I like Josh Reynolds. But I think Josh Reynolds, yes, still a a viable add and play. Because like me, I have to, if (laughs) I've got A.J. Green. You got screwed in bye weeks this week. (laughs) I've got A.J. Green and Josh Gordon in more than one league. Oh, man. And one particular league where I'm 7-2, and in very good shape, all I got to do to you know, clinch a first round bye. Just is, win, baby. Is try to make it through the next couple of weeks, get a couple of wins, and I can coast to the playoffs oh, yeah. and get that first round bye. Well, this week my wide receiver situation because I've got DJ Chark and Cortland Sutton on bye. Mm. I've got my options are Josh Gordon, AJ Green, Deontay Johnson, or AJ Brown. Like it's I like AJ Brown. Oh, well, so I put AJ Brown in my lineup. Yeah, but that. Actually, I, I, don't, I don't love A.J. Brown because yeah. it's against the Chiefs, and generally speaking, against the Chiefs, people are like, well, oh, Chiefs defense is terrible. you got to start You got to start not, everybody though. against the Chiefs. That's not the case yeah, anymore. It's like, not. And I, I've been screaming this for a few weeks now. Like, I still don't believe the Chiefs defense is you know, this, this final factor in them ascending to a Super Bowl or something like that. Like, I still think that they have issues. But they've been very, very good recently. And the past defense has been pretty good all season long. I don't really love A.J. Brown this week. A lot of people are picking A.J. Brown, and I am putting him in my lineup over Josh Gordon because I don't know what the hell Josh Gordon's role is going to be, and they've got a very tough matchup against the 49ers, who are one of the best pass defenses in the NFL right now. Like, the Chiefs are pretty good. The Chiefs aren't one of the best units in the NFL or anything like that. I just don't know... I don't have faith that Ryan Tannehill, and I know Kirk Cousins threw those three touchdowns last week, but those yeah. were all those were all two fourth option guys. Yeah, it was like what Rudolph, it was Rudolph, Amir Abdullah, and then that C, and that one guy. God, what's his name? C. B.C. Johnson. B.C. Johnson. Yeah, yeah. And Laquan Treadwell had some moments in that game. Like, yeah, the Chiefs went out of their way and said, "The hell we it are did. going to completely bottle Stephon Diggs all game long." You can throw it to everybody else. We don't care. As long as Stefan Diggs isn't beating us, we think we can beat the other guys. Yeah, because Thielen was out with the it hamstring. Was, it was, we're going to do everything we can to possibly shut down Diggs and Cook. Thielen left the game with an injury. Otherwise, that might have ended up different. Right. But so it was just, okay, everybody else, go beat us. And so A.J. Brown, I think AJ Brown is looked at as the better wide receiver than Corey Davis personally. Like I, I might play Corey Davis 
in that instance, over A.J. Brown. And part of that's what, chemistry? I feel like Tannehill just has more chemistry with A.J. Brown than he does Corey Davis. Maybe I'm wrong there. I don't know. I just feel like... I mean, A.J. Brown's been getting more looks. Yeah. Like, I think he's the more talented player. And have they figured out what they're doing at tight end this week when it comes to... Uh... I think Delaney Walker's questionable. Um, Damn, our boy Gianni. I, I still, even, uh, like, Johnny Smith... I would rather play him because uh, the Chiefs. I mean, Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph got a tug. Irv Smith had a decent game against he the Chiefs. He did. Irv. Tight ends can produce against the Chiefs. That's their yeah. So I think Johnu Smith is definitely in play. Uh, Delaney Walker, if he goes, is in play. But Delaney Walker, even this season, even when he has been active, yeah. he hasn't been producing. I feel like Delaney Walker's kind of hit the end of the road here. Uh, so I think Johnu Smith would be the guy that I would lean towards in that game over over uh, Delaney yeah. Walker. But I, I'm still playing AJ Brown, yeah. but I'm I'm not happy about it. I'm I, with I you. I don't love it. I think a lot of people feel a lot more confident in playing him than they should. The only reason I'm confident is because it is on the road, which I don't know what that means in the NFL. But I mean, I just feel like the Chiefs are getting away from home. They're traveling for the first time in three weeks. It's different. Um, the connection that Tannehill and AJ Brown have together is 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 nice. I guess I don't know. I mean, it's just I just feel like there's more there volume wise. Especially if like it's confusion with Delaney Walker and 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 and, Ju- and Gianu Smith, and I, I just don't know. That, but I do like the tight end matchup against the Chiefs. But for what it's worth, in DVOA, Chiefs are fourth in passing defense, and they're eleventh overall in defense. So whatever that means for Derrick Henry, I mean, I have no idea what to, what to think about Derrick Henry. Yeah, well, and that's so a, a different situation this week compared to last week, where is like you had the guys that you knew you had to shut down. Yeah. So I, I with the Titans, I think the only guy that you think really think that about is Derrick Henry. Correct. So I'm curious because you know the Chiefs' run defense has been very good the last three games. Right. Uh, so I would expect that the game plan is don't let Derrick Henry do a damn thing, and we'll be in good shape. And if you get an opportunity to get up early, then you can put them in a situation where they have to pass, which would be ideal for AJ Brown, uh, who had a who had a good game last week as well. Uh, but looking at the Chiefs, so Damian Williams obviously broke off the 91-yard touchdown last week. So I'm curious what your thoughts are on the Chiefs running backs this week. Is Damian Williams the put-it-in-your-lineup guy? LaShawn McCoy's on the bench. LaShawn McCoy's not getting a start for me the rest of the season because I don't think that he is. No. I mean, I have LaShawn McCoy rostered, and I'm damn near to the point where I'm just going to cut him let him be somebody else's problem. I think Damian Williams is the guy to start. I don't know why I like Damian Williams this week. I think that the 91-yard run might have been a little bit of confidence, but I'm with you. I mean, if you don't have to, don't do it. Stay away. Just rostering, but yeah. So I'm not – I'm still staying the hell away from the Chiefs' backfield. Oh, I don't – God. I don't don't care about that 91-yard touchdown from Damian Williams last week because if he didn't – if he doesn't break that off – and, you know, there's there's always circumstances where you can say that, but if he doesn't break that off – like he's even with that, he's still only at like three point eight yards per carry this season. Yeah, but if he doesn't break that off, that game looks exactly like every other game that he's had this season. Yep. And so, yes, that was a nice play. It was a wonderfully schemed design, and the blocking was great. And he broke free, and he burned him. And you have to hope that Andy, who's been masterful without Pat- Patrick Mahomes as a play caller, has been really dialing things up to get the offense in situations to score. Yeah, you have to hope that continues. But I still think it's like a week to week thing. I-, I I understand that he got he was the hot hand and he wound up with all the- all the carries last week. He got a lot more snaps than Lashawn McCoy or Daryl Williams. But I still think that Andy's going to find these situations where. If LaShawn McCoy breaks off a, a big, you know, a 40-yard pass early on in the game, then LaShawn McCoy's going to wind up getting 60% of the snaps. Yeah, and especially with a Tennessee Titans team that came out pretty heavy, good, positive defense. And they're a good, they're a good run defense. And now they're 19th ranked on uh, ESPN's fantasy app in run defense. So, I mean, it's uh, middle of the road. Yeah, but as, as far as, like, they they've been pretty good at keeping opposing running backs from having like huge yardage days. That's fair. And so their defense is decent, but they did just place Malcolm Butler on IR, so that hurts their cornerbacks. And Adoree Jackson, who's a very good cornerback, has been banged up all year. Mm-hmm. So 
I could see a situation where even if it's Matt Moore, and I assume it's going to be Matt Moore, I don't think Patrick Mahomes is going to play in this game, although Andy Reid was still very like coy about the whole thing today. I don't think Patrick Mahomes is playing in this game. I think it's going to be Matt Moore, but I don't think Andy – and I we know he's not. He He's not scared to just still go throw it 40 times with Matt Moore if he has to, and I think that he's going to want to attack that secondary because – no Malcolm Butler's a, a big win for them. Adoree Jackson's a very good player, but Adoree Jackson, even at that, a banged-up Adoree Jackson, I don't think he's stopping Tyreek Hill for an entire game the way Tyreek Hill's playing right now. No. Tyreek Hill knows he's the best player on that offense. He knows he's the best player in the field when he gets on that field and the opposing defense on there. What do you have last week? Like six for 140-something and a touchdown? Yes. That was just miraculous that he do Like, yeah, yeah. I don't think Tyreek Hill has any any problem uh, moving forward when it comes to whoever his quarterback is. So let's cover this matchup before we get out of here. Yeah. The Seattle Seahawks at the San Francisco 49ers on Monday Love Night Football. It. I know you're very excited about this I game. I am. Monday Night Football finally has a game 10 weeks into the season. It's by far the best Monday <laughs> Night Football game of the season. Not oh, even close. Yeah. Uh, this was a total accident. If they could flex Monday Night Football, they absolutely would. 100%. Because, uh, yeah, this is an incredible game. 7-2 Seahawks, 8-0 San Francisco 49ers. 8-0, baby. I'm considering benching Russell Wilson. Why? I have him in a couple leagues. I know he's playing out of his mind. And that's like... That's Who like, are you streaming that's over That's like him? saying ben, I'm going to bench... Uh, Aaron that, Rodgers. That's like saying I'm going to bench Patrick Mahomes last season. Mm, yeah. Uh, well, I have Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson in that league. Dak's got Minnesota, and Russell's yes. got... Yeah. And Minnesota, as we saw last week, Minnesota's pass yeah, defense Matt Mar- Matt is not the same that it was a few years ago. Like Minnesota's pass defense just isn't very good anymore. I've actually been dying to ask you this. I almost texted this, but I want to make it better for like the content here. Like, do you, like, you're a big Josh Gordon guy, but I feel like he's just going to another situation where it's not going to work out because I feel like the connection that Russell clearly has with DK and Tyler Lockett... It's like, does I don't know where Josh Gordon fits in. And running the ball with Chris Carson, it feels like that offense is already like gelled and perfect. Now, granted, I know that Josh Gordon oh. is a stud, and Russell Wilson can give the ball to anybody, but the way that he connected with DK last week and the way you can kind of see they're working, it's interesting to see what Josh Gordon's role is because he should be ready to go Monday, right? Well, I wouldn't say gelled and perfect. I think that offense has a lot of flaws. Like Russell Wilson's still being pressured. Yeah. Uh, like, Bottom five in the NFL, he's he's getting some of the most pressure of any quarterback in the league. He's just incredible, right? Um, you know, Tyler Lockett, yes, he's a very good player. DK Metcalf has looked like he's got potential to be a star. In Hushing the, NFL. the haters, man. Um, but they lost Will Disley, who looked like he was going to be a star at the tight end. Looked like he was ready to break out. So I think a lot of those, it's going to be Josh Gordon's not taking anything from Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf. They've already cemented themselves in this offense. Uh, he's going to take away. Those Will Disley and that Hilton guy, or whatever his name is, Hamilton. I don't, I don't remember the the tight end that was a popular pickup this week. I obviously avoided him, uh, but he had two back to back good games for Seattle. But he's he's going to take targets away from that cat, and he's going to take targets away from like a David Moore, who Josh Gordon's obviously a far superior player to him. Um, so he's going to be involved in the offense, I would think, but I'm not playing Josh Gordon this week against San Francisco. I believe the name you're looking for is Jacob Hollister. Hollister, that's right, yeah. The, the former clothing line. Yes. That used to shop for. So I'm not starting Josh Gordon this week. He's got the Eagles next week, I think. So I would I would play Josh Gordon in that particular situation. I'm not playing him this week against San Francisco because San Francisco's pass defense has been awesome all season long. And, I, and so the reason I would consider benching Russell Wilson – is because of that, but what also makes me a little bit optimistic, and you guys know this about me, divisional games never shake out on paper the way they're supposed to. That's why I'm nervous these, about Thursday when we were these, talking about these it. These teams see each other every single year. The 49ers are obviously a very good football team. They're obviously one of the most improved teams in the NFL, but these teams know each other. They see each other a lot. I think that they're going that this game's going to be a little bit different than we expect. And, you know, Arizona, we saw Arizona did some things against them. And Arizona is a team that's very familiar with San Francisco and what they do, and we saw Kenyon Drake have a very productive fantasy game. Like, I think that Pete Carroll— It's also a Thursday. 
Yeah, I think Pete Carroll and I think that Russell Wilson, I think they're going to have some things ready for San Francisco. So I still like his situation, even going against one of the better defenses in the NFL. And you're going to you're going to bench Russ? No, I think I'm. That's what I'm saying. I think I'm still going to play Russell Wilson. Okay, he's got 22 touchdowns and one interception. (laughs) Yeah, he's the MVP of the league right now. I I just don't see like I'm still playing Chris Carson. I think you still have to play Tyler Lockett. Yeah. Um, I don't. I I don't think I'm playing DK Metcalf. Oh, I would. I've played him the last two weeks. I I don't think I'm playing him this. He's due for a stinker. You're thinking. It's just a really tough matchup because even Arizona, who had success on the ground, right? Um, which that's. That's the one thing, that's the one weakness in the San Francisco defense this season has been they've been more susceptible to the run game than the pass game. Right. And we saw that last week where Cliff was just spreading it out and trying to run the ball through these huge running lanes. So I could see this being a really big Chris Carson game. Uh, ideally, Seattle does what they have done in years past, and really this year too, is they get inside the red zone and they just throw the ball. Yep. And so you, you, you get touchdowns. Well, there's like a lot of misdirection, like rollouts and stuff like that where yeah. everybody gets lost. Um, but as far as the 49ers go, I think I'm playing everybody. Yeah, Manuel Sanders. I, well, the the names. Like yeah. Te- Tevin Coleman, Matt Breida. Tevin Coleman had a had a bad game last week. Matt Breida did wound up having a pretty good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're still viable guys to put in your lineup. If you have both of them, I think you can still play both of them because Seattle's defense is not very good. Um. Jimmy G coming off of the big game. So I really like what they've done with Jimmy G. They really they worked him in slow, and they didn't need him to be good to start the year. So now they're just now kind of getting him going. Right. And I think that, that we're going to start seeing more of that. So Jimmy G is actually a really popular waiver pickup for me this week uh, because the leagues that I had Sam Darnold and I have to go drop him. So I need to get another quarterback. Um, so, and, you know, Pretty much every league I'm in, I either have Carson Wentz or Deshaun Watson. So, so, and both of them are on by this week. Mm, so, Jimmy G is a popular ad for me. I think Jimmy G is set up to have a good game, and I, I love Emmanuel Sanders and I love George Kittle. Is uh, Kittle I, you, playing? Uh, he's questionable, but they're saying he's going to be fine. So, I would expect George Kittle to be fine. I was just thinking, is his backup is what Ross Dooley, Dooley, Dooley? I guess how you say D W E L L E Y. He had sure. like. He had four for 29. He had six targets behind Kittle. So if Kittle can't go, that's yeah. the name you got to look for. But I don't think you have to worry about starting yeah, something like I, that. I think I'm still going with Kittle. I think yeah. he'll be fine this week. Um, uh, you know, I'm not starting Dante Pettis or anything like that. Dante oh. Pettis did catch a touchdown last week. Sounds like penis if you say I'm it not, fast. I'm not interested in Dante Pettis at all. He's. I was never on the Dante Pettis bandwagon. Okay, yeah, get Dante Pettis. Don't, don't do I don't it. love him <laughs> yeah. as much as everybody else does. For some reason, everybody was all on board with Dante Pettis. Who are you so. taking in for uh, Ty before we get out of here, real quick, out in Indianapolis? Anybody with no Jacoby Brissett? Just stay away from it all. Well, Jacoby actually might play. Oh they're my! Saying. They're all saying right. he's got a chance to play. Uh, no Ty. I kind of like Jack Doyle. It's a good Ooh. matchup for tight ends. Bring him uh, back, Jackie D. I think Zach Pascal should be added in all leagues. He just like saying and his I think name. Zach Pascal is a guy that you could absolutely play this week. Fair enough. He's Dusty Likens. I'm Steven Serta. Thank you guys for listening to the Force to Pump podcast. We'll catch up with you next week. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.